Good movie. Yeah. Oh, anyways, okay, here's my good idea. Or what I think is a good idea. Um, we should do uh, an episode about Hallmark Christmas movies that were filmed in Winnipeg. How many of those are there? Like, ten-ish. How we, don't, many? we don't have to do all of them. Like, we would just, like, pick one or two mags. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then Dennis Quaid... No, it's a different movie. Yeah, okay, let's do it. And I was thinking that we could prepare bingo cards and watch the movie and see how many uh, things we could cross <laughs> off. You know, I haven't actually really seen that many Hallmark movies because I watch 20 minutes and I hate them. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, I'm down. Like, they say the word Christmas, they say the word family. And love, and peace, <laughs> and joy. Peace and love. And, yeah, um... And then maybe, I don't know. I was thinking we could do a drinking game for one of them. Well, we we're doing. Aren't we doing trivia this month? Do you want to do that still? Uh, do you not want to? No, I want to. For the it's the anniversary episode. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, well, it's, I think it's the sixteenth. Okay. So I was thinking also if we we're doing that we could. Con- ask the bosses if we can use the studio. <laughs> ask the powers that be. You know, they're supposed to let us next month, so maybe yeah. they can let this one slide. <laughs> Are you going back to school? E- I haven't decided yet, actually. Damn, it's already December. Yeah. Yeah, I- I'll-, I'll definitely do a couple of classes at the least. I want to go sign up, and I found out that I have a hold on my account. Why? Uh, apparently I didn't return a key for one of my lab lockers, and the hold was placed on February. Oh. Or in February, and I was like, what the hell? I felt so bad, and I looked through my emails, I couldn't find an email, like, them saying, hey, we're gonna place a hold on your account if you don't replace it, return this key. I don't know, so I called the help desk and told them the situation, they're like, oh, you gotta talk to faculty of science. I was like, okay, so I call faculty of science, and I was like, I told them the situation, they're like, no, you gotta go to the Department of Chemistry for this. I was like, okay, and then called the uh, Department of Chemistry, talked to the lady, and told her the situation, and she said, I I don't know how to deal with this, you gotta call help desk. And I was like, no way. I was like, well, I called the help desk, and then they told me to go to faculty science, and then they told me to go to you, so are you <laughs> able to help me here or no? And the Guys are giving you the runaround. <laughs> and she was like, okay, what's the problem? And then I told it to her again, and she's like, okay, uh, just give me your name and phone number, and I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay, do you think you're going to get back to me today, or... Is it going to be a few days from now? Today. Come and, on, Lucas. You know. She was like, uh, it'll probably be a few days. And I was like, okay, great. And then someone called me back. I forget from where. But they were like, yeah, uh, so this is why there's a hold. 
um, you have to find this key. And I was like, uh, okay. And I was like, I don't think I have that key anymore, like, in my head. And I said, like, what should I do? She's like, well, you need to find the key. And I was like, mm, okay. So I looked through all my keys. I found one that was weird. I sent it to her, and she's like, no, that's not it. So I just messaged her back saying, like, okay, so I know I'm going to have to probably pay a fee because I don't have this key, so what is it? And I'll pay it. But uh, that's where that's at. They didn't respond to you yet about that? No, because I, I did all this before I went and saw Dune, and then uh, when I got out, it was five. And then this. So maybe tomorrow I'll get a longer conversation with them and sort it out. But just tell me what I need to do, so I, and I'll just do it, because I want to send just, it to my class. Just say, hey, give me the spare key, and I'll make a copy for $2, <laughs> and come back. Well, I think they literally only have the one key. Then it's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's kind of jokerish. <laughs> are you guys cheese dicks or what? Well, I'm, obviously the administration at the U of M is a bit of a joke. I don't know if we can say that on their radio, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a bit cringe that they won't just pay their professors more money and get a fucking move on here. Like, I know it's in the budget, guys. Let's, like, come on. But, you know, they just had to uh, finance the, you know, the bisons, the new helmets. Yes, and... yes. The things that are important, the helmets. Yeah, so just, you know, we have other priorities, and I think, you know... The, I will represent the University of Manitoba as an organization and mm-hmm. say um, they're doing. We're doing the best we can. And oh, it's so saucy how they like punish the students to incentivize them to like counter protest the professors, because do people do that. Yeah, because the administration is like, if this strike doesn't let up, uh, your reading week is going to be one day, and uh, next term. And people are like, um, what the fuck? So they're just like, and that only hurts like the students. So they're like, hey, get pissed off at uh, the teachers. Crazy. Fuck y- you guys. All right. <laughs> Cut that in post. <laughs> but don't actually. You know what? Um, yeah. Well, the people who must be counter-protesting are the people who are just really anxious to finish their degrees and move on. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Just crazy. You see any good movies lately? Uh, let me think. I did in the last week, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Uh, I saw Assault on Precinct 13, of course. Of course. Uh, but I also saw The French Dispatch. I think you talked about that last episode. Did I? Yeah. Oh, then that's it. I guess that was more than a week ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Assault on Precinct 13. Good movie? E- yes. You know what? I'll say yes. I'll say yes. <laughs> I'll say no. Whoa. Whoa. Can you cut that in post, too? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, actually, I will. I'll cut it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this movie is, is a stinker for me. It's, well, I think we've watched all the good Carpenter that I know of. We've done uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Halloween, They Live, and The Thing. Dark Star, too. And, Yeesh. And Dark Star. A bad look. A bad look. Uh, that's a really bad look for John Carpenter. I don't want to ever see him looking like that again. 
quite honestly. Well, he almost does in this movie, but just with a bigger budget. Yeah, I suppose. You think so? You think it looks bad? No, <laughs> it doesn't look bad, but it definitely has a decent, like... I actually think it's, like, relatively well-directed. And I think the script's okay, too. The script? <laughs> no, the script in this is lame. It, it's... Okay, I'll admit, like, it's maybe perhaps not as clever as it thinks it is. Yeah. Um, but there's some stuff... There's some, hall, uh, like, Carpenter hallmarks. And some fu- admittedly funny running gags and, like, a couple of jokes. Look, they might be corny, but hey, this is the late 70s, buddy. Alright, we gotta set this up. You you explain what the movie's about. So basically, uh, the movie is... You know what? Basically, through a great jumble of events, yeah. a couple of prisoners, uh, a scared father, or a catatonic father, who's very Barbara-esque from Night of the Living Dead because they do nothing. Um, and then a police officer and then a couple of uh, police officer aides are stuck in a precinct that is deserted. Precinct 9. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, just for now, let them think it's Precinct 13. Okay. Because that's the, in the title of the movie, of course. Why wouldn't the precinct be called that? That'd be so strange. Uh, and they get shacked up, and this huge gang called the Cholos. <laughs> uh, this youth Chomos. gang. Screw <laughs> gang called the Chomos. They were like... Uh, they just uh, are starting to advance and uh, basically lay a siege on them because the catatonic father shot one of their guys because one of their guys <laughs> just murdered his daughter for no reason. Like, I want ice cream. And I, I, want a, I want a vanilla twist. <laughs> that seems so funny. It's, is it funny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little girl died and you're laughing. <laughs> just, I want a vanilla twist. Cuts to the guy, shoots her in the chest. Huge ass squib. Huge squib. It's like it's like cartoonish. Like it's like down. Okay. And no bullet hole, just blood. Well, you know. <laughs> it was too fast to see. We can't confirm it. So funny. Yeah. This movie is just unintentionally funny at times. And okay. They have this one guy that they're setting up to be like the Joker, one of the prisoners, and I can't take him seriously. He he should be someone's dad in a movie on a farm. Okay, well... He reminds me of like a young Joe Biden. I don't even know what a young Joe Biden is like or looks like. Like that, and he also reminded me of Ricky... From Trailer Park Boys? No, no, no. From uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> oh, Garbage Day? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, actually a little. He kind of looks like he him. He looks like him. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, I can't take him seriously. He's too, like, sincere. And his voice is so warm. And, like, they're trying to make him seem like, oh, I'm so troubled. And I can't take him seriously. But then they present him like that, but then when they see, when they have a situation that they need to cooperate on, he just acts like a reliable, hardworking guy. So they're just, and even though, like, at first they set him up to be, like, this Hannibal Lecter character who's like, whoa, it's that guy, and everyone's like, ah, they gotta carry him out in chains. Um, He just ends up showing a little bit of dimension as just being, hey, a decent guy. Look. This movie is not, like, very terribly complex. This is, yeah. like, John Carpenter's just, like, the action thriller movie. Yeah, just ripping off 
Night of the Living Dead. Okay, uh, just because it has a black guy in it doesn't mean it's everything of Night of the Living Dead. Just a couple of strangers pinned up in one place. You know, they just have to fight off red shirts the entire movie. <laughs> you know, and it made me think of when they were shooting a Call of Duty zombies, actually. The way that they just crawl in the window, <laughs> you just shoot them. Then they crawl, another one crawls and shoot them quick. You just... <laughs> and it's like four diverse characters. <laughs> just like in a st- stupid Call of Duty game. <sighs> it also reminded me... I just have to get out of the way. It reminded me of Prince of Darkness. I know you haven't seen that movie, but it's like this, but with cooler sci-fi fantasy stuff where Satan is like this interdimensional being that lives in the basement of a church and all these Satanists are like they're like we want Satan and give him to us and they have to fight him off it's like that um, but this movie it has, n- has no cool lore to keep my interest or anything like that no world building it's just lots of scenes of bullets flying through fake glass and bullets <laughs> flying through paper and a couple squibs some gunshots and really silly writing like to me they, they have this line where well there's a bit of drama because they're like well we gotta get help why aren't people coming to help us and they're like oh well it's because they have silencers on their guns nobody would can hear the shots listen Okay, that's outdated, but there's so many movies that do that sin, and, and I'm like, whatever. And this was early. This is like 40 years old. I, I can't it's, hand it's, wave it's, that. it's dumb. I, I just, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I'll just hand wave this. Fine. It just, whatever. Just like that. You could go, he could have written like, oh, it, uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Continue. I'll hand wave it because so many movies do it and it's like whatever. You could also have written that he, oh, all the buildings in the area were deserted or something. Then it'll be good. It's whatever. It's just that's that's not the issue for me with this movie is not logistic, if any. Well, it's the whole it's a whole package. And uh, you know what? Soundtrack on this kind of weak. There's a couple. I good like the songs. opening themes. Yeah, I like the opening like the. He- eerie synth stuff I like that everything else was kind of lame for me and just ugh, a super wooden performance by uh, well whatever that lady's name is what's her character's name uh Lee Lee yeah, so flat like rivals the woman in They Live the love interest that shows up halfway through the the lady that works at the news station <sighs> that lady that kills yep Nada yeah it's so wooden, so flat, flat, flat. It's boring. boring. It's boring when she talks. Well, I'm going to disagree. Because <laughs> you know what I think? You know what I, you want to know what I think? Yeah. I think she does a fine job as a character actress. And she's doing this weird, sultry, femme fatale thing. Then it kind of works in the film. There's even <laughs> a few shots where John Carpenter does that thing where he lights up. Like, just her eyes, like they do in old movies. And her character is, like, hilariously smooth in, like, an almost pulp way, but it's... She's a decent... Like, she's she's not very expressive, admittedly, but she's just playing this character, and I think it was decent. I liked Lee's character. Well, I don't like characters in straight movies. Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Because it 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 juxtaposes it for me. It's not a happy blend. But I think she... And then the rest of the cast of characters is fine, too. I like um, Lieutenant Bishop here. 
He's a decent leading man. He's decent. He's just an everyman cop, you know. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's cool. He's a jack turkey, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, the catatonic dad, you know, he was good for, like, a scene. Yeah. When his daughter gets shot, and he's just like, I'm going to kill those motherfuckers. Doesn't even call an ambulance or anything. Just grabs a shotgun yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> He's gone. Terminator. <laughs> I want to shout out that guy at the beginning of the movie who was just like, that guy's the real Joker brain. And like just sees a little girl <laughs> shoots her. And then they're having a gunfight. He gets shot three times and then like he just doesn't react and then he just <laughs> dies. <laughs> oh yeah, when he gets shot in the chest yeah. and he's just standing there. Yeah. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, there's also the two prisoners at the precinct. There's like you said, uh, Napoleon. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, Napoleon, um, <laughs> he's kind of just, like, he's just kind of like, a, you're, it's funny that you said he looks like a, a, like a farmer's dad. Yeah. He looks like, he could either be that or like just some guy from Jersey, like any guy. <laughs> he's just like this wannabe smooth talker. He, everyone says, oh man, you're so smooth. And he just makes like some half baked one liners every once in a while. He has Got this, a cigarette? He has this running gag with the cigarette where he asks for a smoke. Um, it almost pays off nicely. Yeah, almost. <laughs> um, but it's a they all have they all have like decent character interaction. I'll admit that when we actually get to the part of the movie where we have the actual assault, mm-hmm. that it's a, a little more spare on action than I thought it would be. Yeah. But I'll say that I like that the first half of this film is kind of what Carpenter does in like his other movies, like in Halloween or something, where he takes a while to build tension and he lets things escalate. He plays out all these plot lines and then he lets them interweave and then he kind of has this impending sense of doom the whole time where you kind of know that, well, there's going to be an assault on Precinct 13. Um, you know, the movie, it starts, and it's like they're all driving on these vistas, and it's showing the open road in California, and it's, like, uh, very wide open, you know? It's very free. It looks like a GTA game. It does look <laughs> San Andreas. <laughs> and, then, and then we, the last half of the movie, just super claustrophobic because they're in this precinct and then they're in the basement and they're in vents as they're trying to escape and i don't know i thought stylistically it was decent and i definitely i say have like the classic kind of carpenter like staples in terms of just style uh script sort of it's not his best i think halloween's a lot better than that yes uh well i think most of his movies are better than this it's not the best script it's it's a mid-script admittedly okay it's a mid script, but Carpenter's a good director. I mean, yeah, the movie looks good. He's, dir- <laughs> yeah, I agree. But the story for me is just super flat. I don't think there's tension in this movie because I don't really care about the characters that much, and they just have their enemies be red shirts. So <laughs> red shirt gang member, not minority. <laughs> yeah, they just they just shoot them, and that's it. They have they have no soul to them at all. It the movie reminded me of. In season two of Fargo, they do the same sort of thing where there's an angry gang and they go after the local cop. And how they resolve that is they don't have, like, this ridiculous shootout. They just kind of have to talk their way out of it. The cop has to go out there and be like, look, you don't want to do this. Uh, let's just, you know, part ways here, yeah, yeah. And, and then this, like, I, I don't know. There's just no tension in it for me if I don't... If I'm not invested in the characters, it's just seeing random people get shot, 
Um, it does nothing for me, and it doesn't feel like a real threat. But then there's moment-to-moment -moment things, like where like this ice cream driver, as the guys pass by two, three, four times, and he's got the gun loaded under his uh, dashboard, and then you have the dad there. You just kind of know. It's like the tension is building there. You know it's all going to come to a head. I didn't really expect that little girl to get shot uh, <laughs> full tilt. Like, <laughs> damn, John. That was kind of heavy, man. I don't think it wasn't. He it was just funny for me because it just was, how it was framed it, was I, hilarious. It was. It was framed a little. Like the squib is funny, and it just kind of explodes on her stomach, and she doesn't look very <laughs> like lifeless when that happens. But uh, you know, hey, I, I don't hey. know. It it, uh, it doesn't it doesn't work. It it just doesn't work. Tm. It, yeah, that's gonna be this week's episode's title. <laughs> But did you like this investigator guy who accompanies Napoleon for the first half of the film Loomis? before he's... Piss off. Before he's gone down. No, I, didn't, I did not like this character. Dude, this is the precursor... Actually, this was after Halloween, right? What year was this? I, 79, I want to say. Then, yeah. I'm going to double check that. Um, or, yeah, wasn't Halloween like 78? Yeah. Yeah. It was 76. So this is precursor to Halloween. I, I don't know. Apparently it was... Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Was Loomis in this movie? No, but I saw someone named Loomis in the credits and I meant to ask, um, is that like somebody Carpenter worked with and he named the character an homage or something? I have no idea. That must be it. Because I saw... It, uh, was it Nancy Loomis? Or mm -hmm. something like that? And I was like, hey, that's the... That, oh, that's the new Loomis. <laughs> oh, so you're the new Loomis. Oh, God. That was corny. Halloween ends, baby. Coming 2022. Scream is going to be out soon. Are you going to see Scream? If the reviews are good, if not, then I'll wait till like, I can buy it. You know? I mean, <laughs> um... I... When I said pirate, I meant, like, mosey on down to my blockbuster to yeah. pick up a legal copy. Good. Good. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'll probably go see it anyways, and I'll probably, I'll probably go see the new Matrix. Fuck it. You know what? I'll get a big. I'll get the collector's cup at Cineplex, and I'll get a topper, and I'll get a tin of popcorn, huge, <laughs> and I'll buy a couple of DC Comics branded plush, and I'll go see Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> And then I'll regret the whole experience. I'll do it. Maybe the CGI will be cool. You know when you saw, like, Doctor Strange and you're like, well, the CGI was cool. Yeah, so would you see Doctor Strange again? No. I remember how you would, you would chew, chew my ear off about Doctor Strange in high school. Like, this movie's actually really good. I liked it a lot more um, at the time because, I don't know, I thought it, was, it looked kind of cool. He's went on and on about the CGI. I was like, Matthew. Dude, it's so... It's, psych it's like psychedelic, man. It's so trippy, bro. What's the villain's name, Umamu? It's Dormammu, <laughs> actually. Can you give a Dormammu fact, please? A fact about Dormammu? Yeah. In the comics, <laughs> he's just a guy... He's He's got, like, a flaming skull. Mm. That's, like, Dormammu. And then in the... <laughs> In the movie, he's like this nightmare be celestial being. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So, so in the comics, he's, is he just a flaming, a floating flame? He, he's spider? got like a big body. Like mm. he's he's jacked, you know. 
but it's just like, yeah, that's what he is. It's so funny to me that there's just magic in the Marvel universe. Why? Why? I don't know. Because like, it's dude. You can like dude, okay. If you there had could seen, be an Iron Man, maybe. If you had, but then seen, you have a Doctor Strange coming out of the woodwork doing ninjutsu and if shit. You had seen Doctor Strange, you would know that they explain magic and they say it's just like hacking reality. And it's all logical and scientific and within the realm of believability. It's not. Well, they said that in the movie, so why would they lie? Here you go. Go buy your ice ice cream. I want a vanilla dress. (laughs) She shouldn't have... uh, When she went back, I was like, oh, she's gone. I was like, oh, she's gone, man. Anyways, back to the movie. Uh, You know, for me, it's going to be just like four bags. Four bags? Holy shit! Just trash. So this is Dark Star territory? What'd you give Dark Star? Less than that. Gotta be, Dark Star has to be like a two then, if this is a four. Um, that's probably a ra- Actually, I don't know. Maybe I said it was like a six or something. <laughs> this fucking sucks. This is, this is really boring. This is, seems like a lot of movies I've seen before. And come on. This is turning heads? I don't think so, pal. Okay. Well, Characters are wooden. They're not really there. They they don't grow all that much. We don't know much about them. Like, what's the sheriff's name again? The sh- like the main guy. Yeah, Lieutenant Bishop. Like, t- tell me something about him. Uh, Other than what his role is, he grew up in the area. They okay. Tell, they say that in the film. All right. Um, like about his character. Yeah. Other than just like what he does. He's just a hardworking cop, really. He's, he's a, a he's, he's a pretty a, prototypical character. I'll yeah. admit that. Yeah, it he's, he's not particularly nuanced, but it's just one of those movies. Che Guevara. <laughs> like this guy is actually the Joker. Like, <laughs> and then he just fingers this guy's mouth for no reason. <laughs> Suck my gun. <laughs> Seriously. I want to. Oh, she got it. Nice. And she's like, "Wait, this is regular vanilla. I want a twist." I'm gonna go back. Maybe that's a lesson. You know, this movie has Be a moral. Be grateful for what you get. <laughs> you spoiled brat. Boom! <laughs> Just hit him with the sp- uh, spray paint. Also, why do they have Lugers like their Gestapo? In, in <laughs> like in it's like forty Germany guns. Why do they have that? That's what they use for Han Solo's gun as the base. Yeah, and that's what it made me think of. Oh, Han Solo's guns. Yeah. This was the year before Star Wars. Maybe that was one of the guns they used in the movie. Maybe, it was like a the Han Solo's as a Mouser, something. I don't know. C forty. Mouser C forty. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't work. We get four bags, I think, is fair for this. Fuck, man. Four bags is low. Uh, I'm going to give it three bags, which is lower. <laughs> well, it's like a Zardoz sort of flip. <sighs> like, would you watch Zardoz again? Right? Yes! You would watch Zardoz right now? Right now. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you'd enjoy the experience? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> not, e- not even sure. That's it. You're well, that's why it's a 6 out of 10. It's like a Canceled. problem. <laughs> Canceled, man. Like, I think most people would watch... Dude, most, most people who aren't us would watch this and turn it off. No. Like, you would put this they, on there's guns in a group in setting, and someone would just say something like, is there anything else on? <laughs> or do you want to see, see if there's any other cooler options or something? This... Nobody's watching this except for us. <sighs> 
Well. Did you even check to see if it was on Netflix? No. Yeah. Because it's a cult movie. Do we? How many movies have we seen that have been on Netflix? Not a ton. Yeah. Like, you have to count those blessings. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Second. American Psycho. American Psycho. I guess yeah. I just go straight to Blockbuster without hesitation. Immediately. Immediately go to Blockbuster. Don't even bother to check Netflix. Yeah, four out of ten movie for sure. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, you, you hate to see it. I don't even think I liked Escape from New York that much either. That one was. That movie was hella epic. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I think. I think John Carpenter has some hits, and I think his music is good, and then people watch those movies, and then they watch these other things, and you kind of have, you know, sprinkles of the movies that you like, but they're just kind of boring sometimes. But there are so, much, there are so many squibs. Well, they can only get you so far. Well, I would argue that... You know, you got Dawn of the Dead, a lot of squibs there, but you know what? There is a hey, great dead. movie. Great oh, movie. Good connection there. They have a lot of character development. They got a lot of time. They have with this time. That movie, this, that movie's like... Well, then make this movie longer and make it more better. It's not that kind of movie. It's just like, boom, 90-minute um, action. And the action's yeah. lame. Well, you know. You know what? Like, like the, the guy escapes, the one prisoner escapes in a manhole... Shawshank Redemption <laughs> crawls his way out. Redemption and uh, gets in a car, drives away. They had a C a CIA sleeper agent in the back <laughs> of his car. They planned for this. They somehow unlocked his car, got in, and waited. That it, that would never happen in real life. When you open your car door, do it like you see the back seat. Yeah. But I guess he was, like, being careful and he was sneaking, whatever. You know what? One thing I like about the gang is that the gang members don't have character. They don't even say anything in this movie. Oh, that's so awesome. It's kind of cool. They're, like, this, like, huge oppressive force that is just silent and very vicious and lethal. And it kind of makes them kind of intimidating, which is what you have to be. And Why did they need it? Like, this is a very expensive... Sorry, continue. No, that's it. I was just well, like, this is such an expensive endeavor for them for one guy. It, but then they throw, whatever they throw their bowl of blood and a flag, and it means um, what a semper fi or whatever the fuck, and that means that yeah, it's to the death, and it's like okay. Do gangs like this exist? I don't know if there's any gang loyal enough to back up one member and sacrifice legions because one Joker brain shot a little girl and the dad is pissed. Um, I think generally, I think I think mafiosos are a little bit more disciplined than that. Actually, that would be a lot of heat on them. That would be a lot of heat. I think they would just cut their losses and, and uh, maybe just dispose of him and then call it quits. Yeah. See, I I can't do it. Can't do it. Just ain't killing me. It just doesn't just, work. Just ain't it? No. Sorry, Matthew. Look at her hair. It's so good. Looks like Donna. From the hit show Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. Also that... Uh, never mind. Doesn't w- matter. Was? No. Is it Twin Peaks reference? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any references. Other than this movie, it looked like it was filming the Prince of Darkness set. This movie's kind of lynch. That was kind of a lynching shot. What? 
Also, go see Dune before it's too late. But it's I'm like not gonna. It's not gonna be too late, Ben. I don't know. You think it's gonna be in theaters for much longer? It's making money. It's got Timothy Chalamet in it. Who is this guy? You, like you guys always clown on him, and I don't. I'm <laughs> not did, in on the meme. Why do we dislike Timothy? Whatever. No, I don't like dis- dislike Timothy Chalamet. He's a good actor. It's just funny because like uh, like girls in their mid twenties and younger twenties like worship this little boy. Oh, they just stand him. Yeah, because he's a because he's man like baby. do peak aesthetic. Like, bro, he's. <laughs> I just find that funny. I, th- I think he's a good actor. He was really good in uh, French Dispatch. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, but I heard that's good too. Is that a romance movie? Yeah. Hmm. Is he like the star? Yeah, co-star with um, actual cannibal Army Hammer. Actually. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I would. He likes to dissect girls. Did you know he's utterly insane? Haven't heard much from that guy lately. <laughs> Damn, is that is he actually cancelled? <laughs> I, I think that's like something that most people can't hand wave, like you know, James Charles. But it's just thing he said. I I that's a thing too where it's like it's just things he said, but like, he has those thoughts, maybe let's just not <laughs> let's not invite him to the hangout. <laughs> He's not like no good vibes from Army Hammer? No. Okay. Saying like I wanna cut off your arms and legs and just yeah. keep you around like, <laughs> and eat them with fava beans and nice Chianti go to therapy <laughs> man watch Neon Genesis hey he was in the Lone Ranger man that must have been rough for him and like oh damn can you imagine that like comes out in the news and you're, an, you're another actor actress and you've like worked with them I'd be like heebie jeebies I mean just get help like Michael Jordan said. Army Hammer, if you need us to coach you through this, we'd love to have you on the show. Nope. So you're saying if Army... You know what? Army Hammer can be the new Greg Sestero. And you know what? He's going to be the guy that's going to put us on the map. Because... <laughs> Look, he was in Social Network, okay? <laughs> social Network? He was in Social Network. I like how you emphasize that. <laughs> he was in it. Like, people say, like, social network. But you, social network? But you said social network. It's social network. <laughs> it, it, I dropped the the. It's cleaner. Social network. Social network. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie. That's not his favorite. Oh, actually, yeah, he said that. Well, I think he said that was, like, the best movie of the century or something. <laughs> he also... <laughs> He also really likes Unbreakable. Really? I think he said that's like one of his top ten movies, which is like, okay. That movie's cool. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's about it, really. Those movies work if you just really like twists. If you're just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's like, I saw, did you see the new movie? Old? No, the trailers looked interesting but then I heard that it sucked it's because like with M. Night Shyamalan he knows you're waiting for the twist and we know that he knows we're waiting for the twist so we're all waiting for the twist and then that's what the whole movie becomes about was there a twist did you see it yeah there's yeah, so, yeah there's a twist how was course. it not that great holy shit my hands are so cold it's two out of five bags for me actually yeah ouch 
Yeah, I don't... If I was M. Night Shyamalan, I would just stop the twist thing. Just make genuine films. Remember when he used to do that? Yeah. It doesn't have to be about all oh, the, the M. Night Shyamalan twist. And it's like, boom. It's an anti-twist. Whoa. It's like a twist with another twist in it. It's just it's too much. Yeah, twists are hard to, to do right, I think. I just see so many twists and... Like, the one I, I always go back to is Scanners. Boom, big reveal. That one's lame. But, but you know what's a good one is Pin. Boom, big reveal. He's Pin at the end. Did he we be- talk about that last episode? He becomes the Pin. But it's worth emphasizing. He Yeah, he becomes the Pin, and then they just let this insane person live at home, no legal consequences, and he lives with maids around with no security. Well, you know, he doesn't move, so... Yeah, but he... Well... God. I... I... Oh, do you think that was them trying to make a sequel? Like, sequel baiting? No. Because, like, the story's done. What are you going to do? Pin is back? Like, Pin strikes back? Yeah. And, no. I, but Th- what's the point the of, of That's not the type of movie to get a sequel, first of all. Well, then what's up with the absolutely terrible ending? <laughs> the crap movie... <laughs> That's your answer, it's a crap movie. No, it reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street, where they're like, or oh, is he dead? Huh? But, like, even that ending works better than the one in Pin. It's fine, because, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like, oh, oh, they're still in the nightmare, and it's like, nightmare never ends, like, whoa. That actually works for me. Just as well as if they did it the other way, I think, I would think. Anyway. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just works. It just works. Trademarked. Was there anything else I needed to say? Oh, uh, what do you want to do for next week's movie? It has to be Christmas. Oh, it has to be? Yeah. Guess, oh, um, okay. I'm going to take a quick look at a list, but my first thought was Santa Claus versus the Martians. <laughs> okay. Which is notoriously terrible, apparently. Um, no, it's actually Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. It's a 64 science fiction film. It'll probably be on YouTube. Yeah, it regularly appears on lists of the worst films ever made. Great. And uh, it took on fame after Mystery Science Theater 3000. They did it already? But guess what? You could call Cobb Mystery Science Theater 30 billion because it's way more better than Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, I looked at our podcast uh, wrapped... Mm-hmm. And it gave, it gave us all the analytics. Very cool. 149% more uh, subs. Yeah, watch out, Mystery Science. You're going to be whatever science. <laughs> I don't think they're still going. I could be wrong. Okay, let's look at some... Uh, here's a list of seven films. Seven. Okay, Black... Cri- oh, I don't make that. them. I don't make them. <laughs> I, it's ID, okay? No shout-out. No shout-outs? <laughs> We're giving them free publicity. No. No? Black Christmas did, did it. it. Silent Night did it. Santa Claus has blue eyes. It's a f- film by a French New Wave director um, where Daniel takes on a job that requires dressing up as Santa Claus to earn a little money. But what he didn't expect was that he'd have better luck with the ladies in costume. Hiding behind the beard gave me confidence is what he says. That sounds delightful. That's when you get that scene from Silent Night, Deadly Night, where he says, Oral. Santa said Oral. Panesh. 
There's female trouble. I've never heard of that. Me neither. Um, I'm not going to read this description. I'm What's not... the deal with women? Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, this too. This is weird. <laughs> Metropolitan. Oh, it has Kristen Bell in it. It's going to be a no. <laughs> uh, Christmas again. What about Bad Santa? Uh, if we do Bad Santa, we have to do a double feature. That's the rule. With what? Bad or Santa? With Bad Santa too. Yeah, Bad or Santa. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Bad or Santa, okay. We have to do it. Okay, do you want to do yours first, the Martian one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll do Martian one. Uh, can you check the dates for me, please, how they line up with... Trivia? Yeah, uh, are you going to verify them after so you don't have to blame it on me? <laughs> yeah. Later when we check the calendar one time? Yeah. Okay, this week's episode will be the 6th. Yep. So the week after that, the 13th. Then 20th and 27th. So when should we do trivia? 20th or 13th? Uh, anniversary 16th? Yeah. Let's do trivia on the 20th. It'll be a holiday episode. Okay, so... It'll be the cop Christmas party. We should We should organize a right. It should be a it should be epic. It should be epic? Yeah. Big bash? Yeah. Alright. I'll talk to the right people. <laughs> I know a guy or two. Um So okay, then on the twentieth so then uh, Santa kisses the Martians next week, trivia after that, and then bad and bad are Santa to wrap it up. Do you actually want to do Bad Santa as your pick? Really? Do you uh, like Bad Santa? Let me look at... Let me Google on your phone, please. Here. I don't know. Maybe I... Uh... God, how do you fly this thing? Okay. Uh, Christmas... What did you look up? Cult movies? Yeah, cult Christmas movies. Which, you know, not an all-star list, I have to say. Okay, 60 best Christmas movies of all time. Sure, it, pretty much every Christmas movie is a cult movie. How? That, that's oh, Home Alone's a cult movie? Yeah. <laughs> Can't keep getting away with it, man. He's stretching the definition thinner and thinner every day. Oh, shit, can we do that Jack Frost movie? The one we already did? With Michael... Ke- no, with Michael Keaton? No. No. <laughs> it's not cult. It's not good. Why would we watch that? I, think that I don't want fun. to watch that. It could be good. It could not. A Christmas Prince, One Magic Christmas. Uh, or no, we'll do the... Uh, what am I saying? We'll do the Hallmark episode. Okay. Yeah, Hallmark... Uh, so how many movies, though? Just one. Or two, if you want. And it'll be so... It's just gonna be like Osborne Village and The Forks... They'll be like, hey, I know. These are things I know. Yeah, a little shout-outs. Maybe we'll see Junior's in the background. Someone getting stabbed to death in an alleyway. See, give that, me your that's money. A, that's a low blow, man. Oh. <laughs> see, We're trying to project a positive <laughs> image of the city we live in. Please. Mm. See some guy going up to the strangers going, stank a That happens in normal cities, too. We swear. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll follow it up with my Winnipeg, where we'll see us as kids walking around. <laughs> yeah, like we're in this. <laughs> like anybody we know is in it. 
I, I'll look. I will too. There's sadly not too much information about the film online, and I can't get it at Blockbuster, which is really infuriating. So, gonna have to purchase it outright to see it. I think. Look it up. How much is a copy? The Criterion copy is like thirty bucks with their usual sale on. For Blu-ray. Yeah. Surprised they don't have that like stocked at every store in Winnipeg, any DVD store. Nobody gives an F. Most people don't in Winnipeg don't know about this movie. It's like a, it's a little like experimental film or something. Well, maybe it's an F. I I mean it's probably gonna be made by like a U of M student or something. My Winnipeg. Yeah. It's made by like it's made by this guy named Guy Madden. I don't know what else he's done, but uh, I think he's he's relatively old. Yeah, but I I'm I'm gonna assume he's an art student or something. Oh yeah, well, probably. What do people go to? I don't want to be that guy, but like, what do people go to university for art for? Um, to get more better at art. Is that it? Yeah, and I guess, like, just to explore the art if you're just... That's all you're interested in, I guess. I'd never been to art school. Mm. I don't know. But it was the the butt of TV jokes, or sitcom jokes, for so long that uh, I have an instinctive hate for it. Yeah. I hate anybody who goes to art school. Except their building is so nice. Have you ever been in it? Yeah, it's nice. Oh. See, that's the perky. They have good taste. Yeah, true. That that and, like, Asper, they just had baller buildings. And then you go to the, sci- the STEM shit, and it's just, like, dingy basements, uh, fluorescent it's light It's more bombs. aesthetic than stupid modernist design. <laughs> okay? It's too angular. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm gonna miss my STEM classes. You gonna cut them forever? Yep. Just take a couple on the side. You can do them as elective. I'm done on my electives now. If I switch, I'm a quarter. If I I didn't audit and I'm like a quarter of the way through. You can just show up, you know, eat your sandwich and a lecture every once in a while. My optional courses are philosophy, which is nice because I really like philosophy class. Yeah. Do you, have you ever taken a philosophy class? No. They're really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because philosophy is just. Mathematics with language, like logic. Yeah, yeah. I like that sort of stuff. And the the professor I had for it was really cool. Like he was just like he just like black pilled. I don't know. He was just like scruffy. Uh, and he was a doomer. I would see him out like before class, just smoking a cigarette. Oh, he was in, a doomer in man. the winter. He would come in class, talk shit about Trump, like, the whole time. Did he listen to Bauhaus and, uh, <laughs> The Cure? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Smiths. The Smiths. Yeah. Alright, that's enough. Okay. You got anything you want to shout out? Do you put out new reviews? On um, the blog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do a new thing? Or is still the... The last uh, project you're working on? No, I posted on Tuesday. No, but is it part of that same project, looking at covers, or are you... Oh, start- no, 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 that was just a one-off. So you started a new thing? Yeah, I did a Buck Cherry concert review. Oh, right, okay, shit. Okay, I gotta read that. Yeah. How long is it? It's like 1,500 words. 
Okay, I was gonna say let's read it on the show, but that would that's way it's that's too long. Way too long. We'll have to have a cop special where I read my articles out. How many? You should do that. I don't want audio. I don't like to do that. No. I go yeah. <laughs> And it's not because it, it, it's not about the work. Cause I don't like to talk for like extended periods of time. It makes my mouth hurt. Do you like phone calls? Yeah, they're okay. I hate phone calls. Phone calls are okay. It's just I mean you have to like who you're talking to. I guess. No, it's not that. I mean I like talking to Caitlin in person, but when she calls me on the phone, I just I hate it. It's not the same. You don't have the same kind of uh, physical cues and yeah. body language stuff that makes the conversation natural. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't blame you. And it's just like I just want phone calls to be like, all right, are you doing this thing? Yep. Okay, bye. Like all business. Yes. No pleasure. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, phone calls these days are mostly short anyway because they're you know. Why Thing of the just, past. Why did you just text me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what are you weird or something? <laughs> that is like the only people who call me are is you, Caitlin, and relatives. Not even your mom calls you. No, my mom just texts me. <sighs> oh my god. Just okay, can you do this? Okay. What if Thumbs up. Well, we'll see when it's an emergency. <laughs> when? Yeah. I hope if. It's coming. <laughs> the day of uh, redemption? <laughs> or the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning. Hey, we're still waiting around for it. I, I, I think forget. it came. Did you see COVID? That was not the day of reckoning. It gets a hell of a lot worse. That's just the beginning of his wrath. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have 12 plagues. I know it's going to get to that point where either COVID is going to mutate to the point where we can't do anything about it. Or to Necronomicon <laughs> Because, I mean, we've been learning about superbugs since we were in elementary school. Do you remember? Like, I don't know yeah. about you, but in my we're... school, we were taught, like, at the rate they're going, like, they're going to mutate past a point where we can do anything about it. Like, did you hear <laughs> about that in elementary school? No, but I heard it from elsewhere. Mm. Uh, and I remember being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, anybody doing anything about this? Or are we just letting it slide right now? Just or? letting it slide. <laughs> uh, so, were you thinking to get to that point with COVID? Or it's going to just be, well, we got to live with it. It's taking a hell of a long time to go away. <laughs> Whoa. What they should have done, which they don't have the infrastructure to do, is just, like, actually shut down. Everyone stay home. For two weeks. For two weeks, and we'll deliver you necessities if need be. But they, that's infrastructure that does not exist. Yeah. But nobody, and nobody wants to do that. I, it would be hell. It would not... Well, it wouldn't be fun. I mean, like... And some people would die, but less than have already died. You know what? Captain America once said, we don't trade lives. And I can't remember which movie he said that, but it resonates with me to this day. Maybe Ultron. That, it might be Ultron. Give a Captain America fact. <laughs> like any fact? Yeah. Um, is, there, is there a comic where he's an alcoholic? No, he's too, mm. he's too clean cut. And he can get, oh, well, there's a fact from the movie and it's in the comics. He can't get drunk. Because his metabolism is too good, so he can't can't do it. Did they say how much he eats? Because he must eat a lot. I'm sure there's a comic where they say that, but they don't present him as, like, a guy eating or, like, three cheeseburgers. He would be bulking 24-7. You know what? It's like, um, yeah, because 
Well, it's just like they're like he's like two hundred fifty pounds, but then he can like b- bench like two tons, so it's like okay. Yeah, well, that doesn't make sense, you know, logistically, but it's like whatever. The thing for me is like, how does the Hulk happen? Where is he just getting this mass? I from? I I would always rationalize it like, and this was a huge stretch, but I just had to give it some logic. Was I was like, he takes gamma particles from the air. And absorbs them, and that's how he gets his mass, because there's no other explanation how he just gets mass. They don't really explain that. <laughs> yeah, that one's big for me, and when I was watching the X-Men 2, it bothered me, like, how some of them are plausible, but then you just have ridiculous Which ones aren't? Which ones aren't? Which ones aren't? Just, like, <laughs> um... People who are, like, the guy who can just teleport, Nightcrawler, or whatever his name is. Yeah. How he's breaking apart all his atoms, boom, shifting them through the air Mm -hmm. to over here. How is he controlling any of that? Dude, (laughs) don't even worry about it. I think only a machine would be able to do it. It doesn't make sense, like, how they can do this biologically. Like, how do you just get metal on your skin? (laughs) (laughs) But then there are some, like, uh, I get maybe uh, telekinesis is possible. I don't know. Like, that would be, like, it would be plausible if it's, like, a th- millennia and millennia in the future when which were, like, post-humans or yeah. something. Yeah. But not just, like, randomly. The X-Gene doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't. But it gives us <laughs> cool characters. And Wolverine! It's a groovy mutation. It's a groovy... Exactly, man. It's psychedelic. <laughs> Are there a lot of, uh, like, post-human comics? Uh, like, like, define, explain. Mm, I guess, like, Dread, where this is, like, uh, we have mutants now. Lots of comics are in the future like that, yeah. 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 Mm. They do sci-fi a lot, and it's all like, oh, the, the future. I was going to ask you, too, uh, does Charles ever just, is it going to die? No. Does Charles ever just give someone PTSD? Or, like, just make some catatonic? I haven't read a lot... Well, I've read, like, a decent amount of X-Men, like, relative to how many comics there are, because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually portray him as, at worst, like, a conflicted but morally upright kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But apparently there are comics where he does evil stuff. It sounds like something he's probably done in the Lord. Look, these characters... They've been around for, like, 60 years, so they've just been through so many iterations because they have, like, three issues published a month for over half a decade. And they just... It's like, has he done this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has. Has this has X been evil? Yeah. <laughs> has X been dead? Yeah. It's like that. That's what it is. Okay, and I need, I need your help with one more thing. What is... Jean's superpower in X-Men. In her superpower is telekinesis and telepathy, but then, like, if you're talking about the Phoenix stuff... Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's an inter... There's, like, an intergalactic force that's really powerful, and it's like, oh, I saw that Jean had a lot of potential and was, like, a really powerful telepath, and then it's like, I'm just gonna choose you. But it lives in her? Yeah. Okay. So, like, she did, She wasn't born with that. That just, like, came from space. I thought she had, like, mutant cancer. Um, 
where it was just like her powers just kept getting stronger you know what i mean just mutating but it's so what what's happening the phoenix is just like i want to be more present i want to be more powerful what is it just inhabits her because she's really powerful and then it just corrupts her and then there's like in the phoenix side there's also like other beings that are hunting it and then it all comes to a head when she just decides to blow herself up It's, uh, it's it's not my favorite X Men story. I don't know why they keep trying to adapt it. It's like whatever. Yeah. It's just it's like the cool lame. story because it's just like whoa, it's the Phoenix, and then it's like, <laughs> huge flames and mega ultra power. Like it's a, it's like not a, it's a defined story. But like they've done two shitty movies about it already. It's just move on, move on. I was also gonna shout out this Coca Cola product placement. Shout out to Coca-Cola, shout out to Motorola in this movie for yes. providing the police radios. Um, and I can't be sure, but I think the coffee they drank might have been Folgers. Uh, worst case, Maxwell House. So, yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, shout out to Smith & Wesson. <laughs> um, what are you watching tonight? Uh, I don't know. You don't know yet? No. Alright. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, also, I saw Dune and eight out of ten bags. anything you heard today make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, and umfm.com and don't forget to follow our instagram page at cop podcast